You are welcome to a great moment in destiny. God is about to speak directly to you and the message coming right up is crafted by heaven not just to challenge you but to align your destiny. As you embrace divine instruction, expect that God's word is bringing about revival, healing, restoration and transformation to your entire life. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me and receive God's word through his choice vessel, Apostle Goodheart Obi Ekweme. Genesis 26, 1 to 3. Let's read together as a family. Genesis 26, 1 to 3, 1 to 3, go. And there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerah. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt, dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee, and I will bless thee. For unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. Let's read again 12 to 15, and we'll be on the runway. One to three, go. Then Isaac sowed in that land, and received in the same year an hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great, for he had possession of flocks and possessions of herds and great store of servants, and the Philistines envied him. The Philistines have stopped them and filled them with earth. Hallelujah. But assignment this morning, redigging the wells of revival. Part number two, an assignment in particular today is activating the given grace B. I am so deeply excited at what is pleased our God to do in us, through us, with us, for us, as an apostolic house and a prophetic company. For those who are spiritually discerning, you will agree with me that the water level in the house has been rising. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. From the ankle to the knee to the waist, and I believe in no distance time, the water level will rise to the degree where we'll have no cause but to swim through this water of revival. I said in the first service, it is my belief, persuasion, and confidence that God is doing something deep in our hearts in this particular season. I believe there is a preparation going on in our hearts for those who are discerning, those who are sensitive, those who will be yielded to the Holy Ghost, yielded to his leadings, his promptings, his dealings, to allow the Holy Ghost by the sword of the Spirit to circumcise our heart, to cut off the foreskin of our heart, and cause us to ultimately become tender, supple, malleable before the Lord. The Bible does say that as many as are led by the Spirit, Romans 8, 14, they are the sons of the living God. 
For you to be led by the Holy Ghost means you must be fluid. You must be flexible. You can't afford to be rigid. You can't afford, as it were, to see God finish and to know God finish. You can't assume because God moved like this last month, he will move like this today. No, sir. No, sir. He doesn't change, but those who walk with him change. And one indication, one sure proof that you are really walking with God in tandem, hand to hand, is that your life receives a continual progress and transformation. You can't walk with God and remain the same. I gave an illustration some days ago about how God walked with Enoch, and Enoch was no more. I believe that God so enjoyed the company and the companionship of Enoch. He said, Enoch, I'm enjoying this conversation. I'm enjoying this communion. I'm enjoying this colonia. Let's go beyond time into eternity and continue this conversation. The Lord desires to walk with you that closely. The Bible speaks about a people who will appear at the time of the end. In Daniel 11.32, they are described as those who do know the Lord their God. It said, they that do know the Lord their God shall be strong, 32, and they will do exploits. The word know speaks of intimacy. Is the same word used that speaks about the intimacy between a couple, a husband and wife. The Bible says, and Adam knew the wife, Eve, and Eve became pregnant. It's not what's your name. No, that no is getting down in the inner closet. Praise God. Where you've been naked and not ashamed. So there were people in our day and age who would not just know about God but they will know God. This was the hard cry of Apostle Paul. In all of my achievement and attainment, said one thing I do, I forget that which lies behind, I press on toward the price of the mark of the high calling of God in Christ, that I may know him. This is a man who was not a rookie in preaching, exploits done, churches started, miracles, wonders, yet there was a desire that I may know him. One proof that you are beginning to know God is you know that you don't know him. Did you get that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Look at you there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Praise God. Let me say it again. One way you know you are beginning to know him is you know you don't know him. Those who say they know him don't know him. He's too wide to get around. He's too deep to get under. He's too high to get around. You see, God is Okana. You, you can't exhaust his knowledge. It's inexhaustible. There are vistas, like we heard moments ago. There are vistas upon vistas. There are seals upon seals. He's called the unsearchable God. But they that know him, they're strong. They will do exploit. Beloved, one of the greatest treasures in this life is not to have a house or a car, diamond well, gold, trinket. No, sir. The greatest treasure in this life is to really know God. You can't know God and you will not be known. Oh, boy. Am I helping somebody? Just seek to know God. 
don't seek fame, don't seek popularity, it will come to a point the hand of God upon your life will make you unhideable. That's my English. What am I saying? It means working with God will bring you to a place where of a truth, you will draw the attention of men to the God you've encountered. Oh, yeah. It's not advertisement. Not billboard. Making news without making noise. I perceive that's a word for somebody's business. You are coming into an era where God will be making news in your life, in your business, in your career, in your marriage, without making noise. Oh God, there are noise makers, there are news makers. I want to be a news maker. <laughs> a news maker will walk into the room and say, are you the one they call Tolu Akindoro? Are you Danison Fosa Okumbo? Are you sure your Danesra are behind about? That's news without noise. They are noisemakers. They are newsmakers. When you come under the canopy of the hand of God, He will announce you and make you a newsmaker. Can I tell you? God is about to announce you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I hear in my spirit apocalypse. That means there are people under the sound of this preacher. You've been in hiding. You, you think you're blessed? You think you're doing well? They know you. God is about to rip apart the veil that has been covering you. Somebody, you are about to be announced from notoriety or from the backside to the front side. Somebody, you are about to be announced from the closet to the public domain. Somebody, you are about to be unveiled. Take it. Take it to the back, if you believe it. Shakataparapata. As it is with you as an individual in this house, it is with logic. NG, God is about to unveil logic. Yes, sir. He brought you to Wuye. Not Metama. Not City Gate. Not Wusetu. Not Asokoro. Even the name Wuye sounds very humiliating. Wuye. What we came here four years ago was a bush. You're seeing properties here, building here. No, no, no. We came into a thick forest. They were killing snakes here. Cobras and serpents being killed here. It was a forest. But we landed here in a tent, in the midst of a bush. There were trees all over here. They cut those trees there. But by the light that came here, buildings are popping up everywhere here. Four years. Four years. It's a wrong way. It's a wrong way of revival. It's a what? A wrong way. <laughs> John the Baptist was not in town. No. He was in the wilderness. 
have a voice crying where in the wilderness say what prepare ye the way of the Lord that's my mandate it's your mandate prepare for the coming glory they don't make us outside no it was said concerning Jesus that he was in prayer and by the next morning after the place of prayer his fame was noise abroad it wasn't by billboards no 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 not by handbill no 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 power from the closet caused him to be announced can i declare to you by the mercy of the lord god is about to announce somebody under the sound of my voice said yes i believe hallelujah what am i saying i believe god is doing some deep work in our hearts preparatory for the coming glory i believe it and it's incumbent and wise of us to allow the holy ghost to do his work within us wow our god is a hard god he comes to measure and to check the state of the heart of a man they recommend him for elevation otherwise he sends samuel the first class prophet to the house of jesse in first samuel 16 to anoint him a king the prophet almost missed god's will he looked by his eyes Elia, his brothers shama they looked like it big well built they wore saul's peeps of general in his army god said no it's not one it's not two it's not three then eventually event say eventually they had to go and fetch the word is god he said find david they said we will not sit down until he comes <laughs> that's another day that's for another day you who were despised you who were named the black sheep of the family you who were rejected the time is coming where elders will stand for you until you come so we will not sit until he comes your elder brothers will do salutation. Your father Jesse will do salutation. So we will not sit until he comes. Small boy Jesse, David. Small boy. What am I saying? Please hear me, Gudo. We are in the era where God is using the least likely to do amazing. Please write this thing down. I'm feeling my spirit. You look at yourself, you don't qualify, you qualify. Oftentimes, men's disqualification is the very qualification that makes you elect. I'm saying many things, I hope you're catching it in your spirit. So the next time you don't feel like you are revival compliant, I mean, I don't think I can do it, I don't think, look closer. May it be that God has called you to transform you so that by the time you do great things in your life, even you will say, ah, this cannot be me. It's not because I can fast and pray. No, it's the mercy of the Lord at work in my life. 
I said, without being ashamed in first service, I said, I wouldn't have thought four years ago that been, I would still be on GP altar. Four, four years? Try for one month and tell, I'll compare your notes. You try for one month every day, not to pray, to lead prayer. Then two months, then three months, then one year, then we can talk. Your whole life is revolved around doing that work. So if you sleep at four, you must be up by five. It's not, it's not possible. There's nothing that they can go and uh, had a night party, had something, had a vigil. No. Your life has turned around around the altar. I said, me do this thing for years and still going? That is mercy. But he told me, I know you can't pray when I picked you up. I will teach you how to pray as I use you to teach nation to pray. Has he done that so far? Oh, you don't have to tell me. I know so. With all humility. What am I saying? There's something you know you don't qualify for. I can tell you on a good note, perhaps you're God's man for the job. Why is that so? Why does God do this? Why is that his way? It's very simple. He doesn't want to share any cover of his glory with anybody. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> you know, the, you know there are those, if, if, if they had the privilege I had to have begun GPA four years ago, the world would not rest. Oh, four years we began. Where the walls? Where the walls? What's that? What is that? Do you know where the walls? Doing what? Listen, every man have their role. There's one who plants. There's one who waters. Then God graciously combines the planting, the watering, and gives the harvest. So the key is, run your lane. Be thankful for the opportunity God gives you to obey him. Yeah. Don't pray about it. Joel 2.28 Kodobalanehesehebarasemanos and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your old men shall dream dreams your young men shall see visions and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit and I will show wonders where? In the heavens and where? In the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. It says, it shall come to pass afterward. That means this event of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost upon people was preceded by a series of activities or events. After what means after ABCD, it happens. Now we see on the day of Pentecost that Apostle Peter rose up to teach and to preach and to explain what was happening that day. And he referenced the prophecy of Jewel. Wow. So what was a prophecy many years ago was a reality in that day and age. Wow. And I began to say in the first service, I believe also we are living in the days of the fulfillment of many 
prophetic scriptures for our day and our age. So he says in Acts 2.16, But this is, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days, in these days, of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above, signs in the earth, blood on fire, they will smoke. So literally, he quotes in Jewel verbatim, but there is a cross-referencing. Jewel said afterward, but Peter said, it shall come to pass in the last days. So whatever afterward is, is what the last days is, right? So the last days began from the day of Pentecost. So when next you read about the activity of the last days, we are already in the last days. Not just the last days, but the last of the last days. Is that all right? Oh boy. This ought to make you and I live our lives differently. Prayerfully, we ought to live our lives with a renewed sense of urgency of the hour. But Jesus said in John 9 verse 4, that I must walk while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. So that night is coming. So we must live with a renewed sense of urgency that we don't have all the time in the world to fulfill purpose and destiny. Praise God somebody. What you need to do, do it now. Pray now. Give now. Fast now. Love now. Don't push it to the future. Now is the time. Praise the Lord somebody. All right. So, I was pointing out and I'll point it again, that God has determined to bring about revival in these last days, but also to pour out his glory. Numbers 14, 21, but as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Wow. God is saying, <laughs> can you imagine, personally, as surely as I live, before Uncle, will God die? He's telling you with much assurance, glory is going to happen. It's non-negotiable. Wow. But what is negotiable is whether glory will pass through you or not through you. Whether you walk in this revival power and fire or you miss it. But will it happen? It's happening. It will happen. So the point is, there are conditions to meet, to avail yourself to be a participant and a partaker of this revival. Whilst God is sovereign, he will do what he pleases to do. How, what, and when. He has set certain conditions. 
Elijah, the great man of God, declared in 1 Kings 18, speaking against the 450 prophet of Baal, said, whatever God has by fire, let it be our God. And he gave them their own time to prove, to call down fire from heaven. They, they failed. And he began the process. Wow. By meeting certain conditions, he repaired a broken altar, built a new altar, raised four stones, poured water, poured seeds on it, put a sacrifice on it, and then, verse 38 says, then fire fell from heaven. Verse 38. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. Somebody say, then. Then can happen only when you've done your own part. Oh boy. You hear the word of prophecy? Stay on the flight, on the runway, and so on and so forth. You have a responsibility to play. Wow. You can't afford to say you were around where this revival erupted and you have nothing to cheer for it. That's why our heart is what God is interested in dealing with, making tender, supple, to the point that we're willing to do what he says for us to do. We're willing to obey the instruction and the injunction of Mary to the apostles at the wedding of the Cana of Galilee in John 2. So whatever he tells you to do, just do it. The miracle is in doing the word. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. If you're going to walk, listen to me, brother, sister. If you're going to walk in what I call stupendous blessings, you must be willing to obey ridiculous instructions. It is your willingness to obey instructions that are ridiculous. Don't make sense. Not logical. Not rational. Uh, that brings you to the place of the overflow of enjoying stupendous blessings. The key is in obedience. My question this morning is, what are you willing to obey? What will you do or what are you willing to do if God instructs? My next question is this, what are you not willing to do? What are you willing to give up? Wow. Do you know what? There is nothing you give up that can be compared to glory. Oh, man, I wish I had a, a, a more responsible church. You see, see, see. Pastor Danderson, the Bible gives us a very, very, very important key. What is the key? How we can translate, track with me, earthly riches, earthly treasures to become what? Eternal treasures. Uh, did you hear me? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Number one is by letting them go. It's by giving. Right. In the words of Jesus, it must be Matthew 6, 22, I believe it is. Where a man's heart is, there will his treasure be. Same thing, reverse it. Where your treasure is, your heart will be. Matthew 6, 22, 21, thank you. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Wow. Let's go. 
So, if your heart is in God, not your lips. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Many pretend that their heart is in God. They are not saying the truth. It's a lie. They're only being self-deceived and self-deluded. Let me tell you why. You can't say your heart is in a place your treasure doesn't follow. You can't, you can't mock God. You can't, you can't razzmatize and say, I'll just trick God. I'll trick him. No, you can't trick him. His all hearts are bare. He knows what is doing you. He sees what's in your mind when you wake up in the morning. When you sleep, your thoughts. He knows it. So where a man's heart is, his treasure will flow. And where a man's treasure is, that's where his heart is. <laughs> so to say you love God means you will be glad, desirous, and willing to give to him and the things that matter in the kingdom of God. Oh boy. Are we still here? All right. So, giving is a very important aspect of revival. Mm. Man of God, what does giving have to do with revival? As a point. Please write this down. God is not as much interested about your giving as much as he is interested in the state of your heart. All right. All right. And surprisingly, the simplest and the easiest way, don't miss this all, for God to know what is the state of your heart is to observe your giving. Are you still here? You can't, you can't deceive God. Oh God, I love you. I love you, Jesus. Yeah, you do, right? Show it by your giving. Why is that so? Listen carefully. Money or mammon, please write down, is the, not a, it is the, 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 the greatest contender for the place of God in your heart. Really? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's why he says, a man cannot serve money or mammon and God at the same time. You'll either love one and hate the other or vice versa. But you can serve God with your money. Oh boy, Father help me. Can I tell you the honest truth, sirs Amma? I lie not. I was sharing with my son at the back room there. I said, I said, I believe. So I believe. Write this down. I believe that God is about to bring tremendous, stupendous wealth through, not to, through first, this family. Are you are. I'm telling you like I'm telling you. Have you heard the Bible talk about gold as dust? I, I, I don't know how else to, I feel like I cough it out or what, but I'm telling you the desire, the mind of my father in heaven. You know what? But before that, your heart 
would have been so circumcised uh, that when such wealth comes, it doesn't change your waka. That's supernatural. That's a miracle. Because normally people change. Oh, I've passed up people before who were broke in church. As they came out of the atmosphere, prayer, worship, the word, God began to lift them. But unfortunately, as God began to lift them, they began to walk away from the very church and the very house that God used to bless them. And you tell me that people don't change when they are materially blessed, they usually change. It's supernatural not to change. Please write this down. Oh, I'm saying many things oh, for those who are hearing. So, there is what the Bible calls the grace for giving. The giving grace. That grace is such that the people who walk in it understand that they are primarily stewards. Say with me a steward. Say with me a steward. Tell me a steward. A steward cannot own anything. But a steward has access to everything. Are you still here? Oh man, help me Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I prayed before coming here. Lord, let this not just be a teaching of principles. Release an impartation of this giving grace in this house that people will be delivered from the spirit of stinginess. It's a spirit that is anti-revival. I wish I had time. Let me begin to close. I made a statement that sounds very bogus and audacious. I will make it again with every sense of <laughs> responsibility. Listen, write it down. God cannot entrust true riches to a person he cannot trust with earthly riches. You want to be rich? There's a way out. <laughs> if you prosper anywhere else apart from this, things will become idols to you. That's why the honest truth, I don't think we should teach prosperity without the balance of what I'm teaching you today about your attitude. It could lead you somewhere else, including hell. Hmm. What am I saying? The wise man in Proverbs 30, I believe it is, said, 30 verse 8 Proverbs, I want to read this so you can see the Bible. Uh, Remove falsehood and lies far from me. Hear this, beloved. Give me neither what? Poverty nor what? Aha. Feed me what? With food convenient for me. Verse 9 says, Lest I be fool, and what? Deny thee, and say, Who is the Lord? Now, this is one who is walking in abundance without Christ. You get it? When you are so rich, ah, uh ah, -uh. What can I not buy? I'm done with my wife. Let me do some sampling. Who can't I pay? 
You know they say when you have money, you just you want to try what you cannot try. I want to fly. I want to go to the moon. I want seven wives. Because it's power out of control. So you don't want that kind of money. It could mislead you. But it says something again about poverty. <laughs> Bible. Verse eh? 9 says, and say who is the Lord. It says, unless I be poor and steal and profane the name of the Lord. It said, look, just give me enough. You know the moral bit of this message? This is this someone. And I tell you the moral. The moral is this, beloved. Boy. There is, oh, help me. Please don't miss this. There is a degree of growth in your spirit, man. God desires for you to rise to that he can bless you with things to a level. Huh? Where at that level, listen, 3 John 2, I will that you prosper and be what? In health as what? As your soul what? Prosper. Give me a new living translation. Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. Wow. My spirit can be strong, it can be weak. Oh man. Okay, let me try to be practical to bring it home. If my spirit is strong from 0 to 10, and my body is strong 0 to 10, listen carefully. When my spirit is number 3, what God says, what will keep you well is number 3 of your body. You get it? You get it? You get it? If I give you number 7 prosperity, when your spirit is number three, it will chip you offside. If I give you number one, I've done injustice. So you regulate the material blessings you can handle based on how strong you are in the spirit. So therefore, there are people who have grown in the spirit by exercise by learning how to give sacrificially how to give by the holy ghost leadings so that they can handle a billion naira and you don't see it on them I, am i making sense my wife and i have a dear friend we love so dearly it's in lagos younger than i am doing very well economically and financially he's not a lead pastor as I am, senior pastor as I am, but he's a man of God. This brother of mine, I think with all humility, spends more time fasting and praying than me. A businessman, a priest in the marketplace. This man, if he walks in here, he wouldn't look like what I'm telling you about him. Tolu? He will more than likely wear a blazer, no tie, shirt, pants, and look like every. You can even beat him. But the guy is loaded. Why? Exercise. He's grown in the spirit. 
But there are some people here. Just 100,000 naira salary from your 10,000 naira. Man of God, stop it. Don't talk to us anyhow. You're a man and a man too. Stop it, sir. No, no, sir. We're all men. Only 100 kill is generating. But at 10k level, eh, eh, Ah, man of God. Yeah, yeah. Yo, man. Yo, man. The man of God is your yo, man. 100k. I'm being very practical enough because I've watched spiritual sons raised by God under my spiritual watch. And their character began to change as God began to live them. You can tell this one won't go too far like this. I came to announce to you there's a connection between giving and revival. I close with this in mind. I know it's Bible. In Acts 2, I'll read to you here and I will close. Wow. Acts 2, 43, NLT to 46. This is the day of revival broke out in Pentecost. A deep sense of awe came over them all. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. Say with me, signs and wonders. So, this is revival. So, see other things that go with revival. Mm. And all the believers met together in one place. They shared everything they had. It's NLT. They sold their property, eh? revival, and possessions. And shared the money with those in need. Eh? Revival. Revival. They worship together at the temple each day. Revival. You see, crying, we we'll, we'll pray every day, we we'll meet every day, every day. Revival. <laughs> uh, they met in homes for the Lord's Supper. Share their meals with great joy and generosity. Wow. Generosity, number one, is a condition for revival. Number two, Generosity is a proof of revival. So now it's, an, it's, an, it's an offshoot of revival. This morning, we are flagging off Roger Ainkir, challenging us to rise up to become givers, that by that giving, we may also have a pool like this to be able to reach out to those who are genuinely in need amongst us, believers who are part of this family. Saints, Want us to rise up on our feet and ask the Lord for one thing. Release upon me the given grace. Given grace. Can you ask the Lord to baptize you with the given grace? Grace for generosity. Can you rise on your feet? Please rise on your feet quickly. Yes. Father, baptize this house, we pray, that you've called Revival House of Glory. With that grace, that makes for generosity, that makes for liberality, that we may learn as a family is truly more blessed to give than to receive. You have just experienced the preaching and teaching ministry of Good Heart Obi Ekweme, lead pastor of Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic, and the apostolic leader of the Horn of Revival Ministry, a global outreach ministry mandated to carry the touch of revival 
across cities and nations. If you would like to ask a question, share your prayer request or testimony, or get more messages or books from Apostle Goodhart, please call or text 0805-223-4444 or email info at rogic.org. That is info at rhogic dot org. Also download the Horn of Revival Ministry app on Google Play or Apple Store to connect with a variety of quality resources including Rogic Radio and our refreshing daily devotions to take you higher in life. And for real-time ministry, you can follow Apostle Goodheart on Twitter. The handle is at Pastor Goodheart. And on Instagram, the handle is at Apostle Goodheart. Keep hearing the Word of God. It will produce intimacy with your spirit for uncommon encounters on the earth.